Whether it be strange sightings of shadows slithering through the waters, the beats of monstrous wings above your head, or the threat of large glowing eyes in a dense cluster of trees, there are many creatures unknown to modern society. Welcome fellow travelers to the Gaius Sanctorum. This is the Order of the Midnight Ruler podcast. We are your guides, Jameson and Scully, and join us as we traverse through the treacherous terrain of North America in search of cryptid cryptids. Hello, fellow travelers, and welcome to the Order of the Midnight World Order podcast. This week, we're going to be discussing cryptids across America. So, as we were kind of talking about just a little minute, just a little minute ago. I mean, it could be a little bit. It. I mean, hey, at this point. It's not even a minute. It's 45 seconds. Uh, 58 seconds, actually. <laughs> but, as we were just discussing, a lot of the cryptids that we kind of ran across have a lot of similarities to each other. A lot of similarities. So, and I think it's really interesting that there are so much, so many similarities uh, between all the cryptids, not only just here in North America, but also around the world. Because some of them mirror some that are, like, across the pond. Mm -hmm. No pun intended. Across the pond, over in the China. Bodies of water. I just said China. Oh, this will be interesting tonight. We're keeping that. We're keeping that. We are keeping that in. Uh, China TM. Yes. <laughs> um. So despite us like butchering our words because, hey, it's, you know, almost 11 at night. Yes. Uh, what creatures did you come up with? Well, actually, I have got a lot of them that are... <laughs> So, I don't know. Some of them may be considered cryptids. Okay. Some of them are a little stranger than your normal cryptids. Okay. So, the first one I have is actually in Massachusetts. It's called the Dover Demon. First sighting is in 1977. Uh, the first story is of three separate teenagers. Separate times in 1977, coming up against this creature and only being scared by it. So it didn't do anything aggressively, like it didn't kill anybody or anything of that nature. It just scared them. And he said that there's been no human deaths whatsoever, but they said that the creature had a bulbous nose and long fingers. Now, many of the local authorities have said that this was a hoax perpetrated by said teenagers until a fellow citizen named William Barrell, B-A-R-E-L-L-E, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, uh, came forward stating that he had also had an experience with said creature. Another description of said demon, and I'm holding up large air quotes, uh, is said to have a rosy skin uh, with a large head on a small stick body that crawled on all fours with glowing orange eyes, uh, making it sound like it was possibly uh, not from this planet, possibly an alien. Hmm. But the funny thing about this is that the town of Dover has a long-rooted folklore of a demon-like creature riding on a horse since colonial times, which sounds a lot more like the Headless Horseman mm-hmm. than an actual cryptid. Interesting. So, uh, I mean, I'm not sure, they're not sure that this is 
a hoax that is perpetrated by these teenagers that also had in cahoots with this adult. But 30 years after he had told the authorities that he had also seen this creature, somebody went back to investigate it again, and he stuck to his story of seeing the Dover Demon. Hmm. It almost sounds kind of like a goblin. It almost sounds like a goblin. Some say that it could also be a some kind of weird science experiment gone wrong by the second description. Yeah, I mean the first description sounds almost like sounded somebody like dressing up to scare people. Well, it sounded like dressing up to scare people, but like when you were describing it, I kind of thought of um some very derogatory artwork that I've yes. seen. I was thinking and, when, I was, when I was writing out the notes for this one, mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. I'm like, either that is a really bad Halloween store costume yeah, or a really terrible, not PC. Right. Because when you were art. first talking about it, I was like, oh God, where is this going? But then you kind of went from that to more of goblins. It definitely so... sounds... It definitely sounded like a goblin to me of some nature. It didn't give a height, but they said it wasn't exactly tall. Goblin. Goblin. Although I think it's interesting. Now, the story of like the Headless Horseman, there are actually um, myths going back to the old world about uh, the same Headless Horseman. Right. So I do know that. I, I think that's interesting. So especially in the Northeast, the Vermont, mm-hmm. the New Hampshire. Oh, no. I'm talking about even even across like, the, oh, yeah, the Atlantic. Like, oh, like I just, in, like, yeah, I oh, found, okay. um, I don't remember what it was. And I just read about it in passing that they actually reference the spirits similar to the Headless Horseman. So we know about it through... Um, Washington Irving's I mean, Sleepy Hollow. Well, here's a question. Would you consider the Headless Horseman a cryptid? The, I don't consider... Or a spirit. I would consider it more of a spirit than a cryptid. Okay. So I don't really think there is... I think that something like that is real. Mm. I don't necessarily think that it is of this world. And I think right. one of the difference between like the paranormal and cryptids is cryptids are of this world. world. Right. Now your little creature could actually be seen as extraterrestrial. Say, the second description of like the weird skin and mm-hmm. the eyes and the, the larger head on a smaller body sounds like a great, I got man. it. It was a gray alien who had the glasses with the nose on it. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> I would believe more that it was an alien than anything else. I could see that. But then also, like, as I said... I mean, 77, the height of of that, of that you know, like, mm-hmm. the movies and things coming out. I feel like maybe people's imaginations also mm-hmm. could take it the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, I could also see, um, like, a science experiment gone wrong... There are a lot of uh, laboratories in that area. Yeah. So I can see that something escaping into the wild Mm -hmm. and just not knowing what's going on and just scaring people. Yeah. But here's also another thing. Like, I find it interesting that a lot of these creatures have glowing eyes. Most of mine do. It really? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I just remember because we've done a lot of research on different cryptids and one of the things two uh, out of the four today have glowing orange eyes glowing orange eyes yes see i had one that's glowing yellow eyes but 
There's a lot of glowing eyes. There's a lot of glowing eyes. It's weird. That's a similarity that strikes between a lot of them. A lot of, a lot of the cryptids. But also, honestly, speaking scientifically, they could be very much like cat eyes. It, where they very much could be. They have the reflectiveness behind them. Mm-hmm. So the light catches it, and mm-hmm. it reflects and makes them look like they have glowing eyes. Yeah. So if you want to break it down scientifically. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I mean, I think, well, there's a lot of mammals that do have that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, if you look at a lot of my photos when I was younger, I have glowing red eyes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, so we're going to go back to my home state. I mean, technically it's my home state now, too, but, you know. Well, I grew up here. That's true. Um, the Coal Hollow Road and or, and or Farmer City Monster. First sighted in Tazewell County during the early 1970s, a large 8 to 10 foot tall creature covered head to toe in whitish fur was spotted near Creve Corps. Dubbed the Cold Hollow Road Monster, or Cohomo for short, the creature was sighted many times during the summer of 1972. It was sighted so many times that the Sheriff's Department organized a search for the creature Around the same time, about an hour away in Farmer City, Illinois, a police officer spotted a creature with grayish fur while patrolling the nearby campgrounds. Several campers also reported seeing the creature, and when the officer went to check the campsite, he found a tent was torn to shreds and the metal grommets were ripped from the canvas. What's truly unique about both of these sightings, or the multiple sightings in this case, is that the creatures both had a distinct three-toed footprint. It appears that neither Cohomo nor Farmer City Monster were hostile, due to the fact that they fled shortly after being spotted. However, the sightings began to taper off around the mid-1970s. The most recent sighting of the creature was in 2000, when a man spotted one in the headlights driving further north near Essex, Illinois. So let me pose a question to you. Do we, do you think that it is a creature or possibly a evolution of a person or a family that's been living in these parts of Illinois? Well, because that's kind of what it sounds like to me. I don't actually think so. And here's actually the reason why. I have actually personally seen this creature. Really? Yes. It wasn't until I started doing some deep digging into the creature mm-hmm. that I realized, holy shit, what I saw was real. Do you think it's the same creature since the 70s? Well, I originally thought it was an earth spirit, so I didn't really think anything of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember two distinct times seeing it. One was up near my friend's house when we were playing in the backyard. And it did. It vanished super quickly. And the other was just randomly walking um, in the woods behind my house. So where I grew up, there was this large gully and we used to go play in the woods. Mm -hmm. And I remember distinctly seeing something similar to this, just randomly walking around. But it was just at a glance. Honestly... That's always the way it is with these It's things. always the way that it is. And that's one of the things that I got really excited when I started researching this one. Because you've actually seen it. Is because 
like I recognized it. And mm. the interesting thing about this, this particular creature versus, let's say, um, the Sasquatch, is a lot of the images that were drawn of this, the hair was completely covering the face. So it didn't have like distinct eyes and mouth. So here's the question I want, I'm going to ask. Like, like long hair, like parted in front of the face or like furry face? It was almost like Cousin It. Okay. So like actual long hair uh-huh. in front of it. In like front Jerry of Ramon, Yeah, like. well, I don't really know if it was like that or I just remember not really seeing facial features because it was like really long shaggy hair. Okay. So almost like you know that weird like sheep dog that oh, when it the runs shaggy, the shaggy dog. The yeah. shaggy dog where yes. he's walking and or he's running and it's just like flopping everywhere. Oh, like that's that. that's what oh, it reminded okay. me of. Um but at ten feet tall. At, well, this one was, I mean, it was tall. I have no idea what how tall it okay. actually was. At least the one that I saw. But here's also the interesting thing about where I used to live. There were a lot of strip mine shafts that were, um, that are still open, which is also dangerous now that I think about it. I would say that's a little dangerous. You, you'd think they would close those things. Well, and that's one of the things when we were down in the woods, like we were told to be really careful because we could actually fall down them. I mean, and now you know there's more than just that out there. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, I didn't really think anything of it until, like, really diving into this. You're I was like, like, oh, shit. Oh, I really <laughs> could have gotten hurt. Yeah, or taken away. I mean, yeah, they could have happened too. Or but snacked on. Mm, probably. Probably. There are also bobcats down there. Which are in their own right dangerous. Yes. Also, another side note, apparently Black Panthers are around Illinois. What? Yeah. That's really? one of the cryptids. Cryptids, I'll put that in quotations. Yeah, they're really rare, but apparently they're spotted here. That's insane. Mm, I don't know. Oh, Okay. So, uh, next one uh, that I have, we're going to be going uh, to uh, Vermont. This is a North, the Northfield Pigman. First sighting, Halloween, 1951. Cue music. Um, first sighting of this creature uh, uh, coincides with the disappearance of a teenage boy named Sam Harris. Many speculate that the creature carried the, teen, uh, the teenager away to devour him. Many years later, a group of high school students saw the same creature come out of the woods. They described it as being a humanoid bipedal creature covered in white hair with a pig's face. We can only speculate what happened to Sam Harris and if this creature may be a more aggressive kin to the Sasquatch. What is it with all the teenagers? Listen, that is something that I came across, except for one thing today, that has... There are teenagers that just want to just mess with these things. I mean, well, we were teenagers once. I never wanted to go out in the woods and mess with some kind of crazy pig-faced Sasquatch. Well, I mean, that I wouldn't want to. But, like, it almost... Funny enough, it almost sounds like the setup for a bad horror movie. It does, and I would watch it. I totally would. I would watch a movie called Pig Face Man. <laughs> Man Bear Pig. Man Bear Pig. So, I mean, so let me. I ask... don't think that there are plenty of cryptids that I believe that are aggressive and maybe territorial. And that's what I'm thinking it was, that it was more of a territory thing than it was like he plucked this kid off the street during Halloween. 
I mean, I can see that. But now let me ask you this. Do you think it's an actual cryptid or is it a man in a mask? I feel like it's a cryptid. Okay. Because they abnormally tall is what they, they said in the description. So like a Sasquatch, like extremely tall, extremely hairy, hair everywhere. So think of a white Sasquatch. So s- similar to my last creature, yes. just with a pig face. With a pig face. Hmm. And this is in 1951. Okay. Interesting. Now, here's a lot of things. I've got a, lot, a few that are, we're all, all of ours are kind of in the same time frame. Yeah. But this one is weird because it actually coincided with the, the missing of a child. Now, do and you it think that... It wasn't cited again for many years later. Well, could it be also that maybe it's a tall tale? Folklore in like, those areas are, are a thing. I mean, I know it's the 50s, but it almost, in a way, sounds like... Um, Serialized, very you know, comic The Boogeyman yeah. or... Um, it could just have been Babadook, like... Right. A kid got kidnapped, and mm-hmm. they just... They're associating it with something. Mm -hmm. So they can't think of the reality of somebody getting kidnapped. So Mm -hmm. they come up with something that is so far-fetched. I mean, I've seen Stranger Things happen. Me too. But now you actually think this could actually be an actual cryptid? I'm thinking it could actually be an actual cryptid. Do I believe it actually kidnapped a kid? No. Most of the cryptids that I've come across all say they eat like small woodland creatures mm-hmm. and things of that nature. No, there's only one that I have read about that has literally stated that they eat other than that. Mm-hmm. Within reason. Within reason. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, I think that's interesting. I mean, what did, what did they actually call the creature? Do they... It's called the pig face man. So original. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> literally what it's, the Northfield pig man. Okay. That's exactly what they call it. Okay. I mean, at least it doesn't have a, a strange nickname like Kahomo. I was going to say that sounds a little too close to something else. Yeah. And I was just like, man. Yeah, that was one <laughs> of the... So, and, and actually, the re, the reason why it's called that, to a side note... It's like an acronym for like... The Coal Hollow Monster. So, Kahomo. Kahomo. I was like, maybe it's like a, a Native American thing. No, a lot it of was the... abbreviation. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So yours is just the... the it's the, uh, literally the North... <laughs> the North Road Pigman or something? Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, the Northfield Pigman. The Northfield Pigman. All right. Because it's Northfield, Vermont. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. And that's a funny thing is that there's a lot like the the last one, which was in Dover, Massachusetts. So yeah, Dover Demon, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess they do call them named them after after the certain the, the Jersey Devil, the Jersey Devil. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. I guess I see it. Yeah. All right. Well, I have one for my critters out there. Oh Lord. So this is the monster turtle of Big Blue. Near Mason City, Iowa, Clear Lake State Park is an old rock quarry that has been turned into a lake. (laughs) Named Big Blue, the now 30-foot-deep lake has become a local fishing spot that houses smallmouth bass, rainbow trout, catfish, amongst many other aquatic inhabitants. Side note, sources vary on what type of species are actually inhabiting the water and what they stock it with. Local legend states that a monstrous snapping turtle dwells beneath the waters. 
Rumor has it that the shell of this creature rivals that of the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. The monstrous turtle has been known to chase swimmers, catch fishing lines, and even take a bite out of few boats. Locals say that the jaw is so large that it could swallow young swimmers whole. Of course, these are all second-hand accounts. State officials claim that there's no evidence of a creature's existence. Uh, however, there's also no evidence to the contrary either. After all, turtles can live a very, very long time. So would you say it's more Volkswagen than turtle? I would say it's more dragon than turtle. I would say it's more dragon than turtle too. That's what it's. It sounds like it takes up the whole pond. Well, I mean, you like ha- that's a huge turtle for a tiny pond. Well, I mean, it's thirty-four feet deep, and you know, I meant to actually look up how how big, like the, circumference-wise, the lake actually is. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just a massive turtle. Obviously, I think what it was, it was a huge turtle. I think it was just that, a huge turtle. And I mean, we've all seen like the 500 year old turtles. Oh, like, yeah. You know, they're big, but I think it just kind of I mean, got blown out of proportion. I've been to plenty of aquariums and aquariums that have huge mm-hmm. turtles that have lived. I mean, look at turtles, prehistoric turtles. Oh, like, yeah. That's almost like what it's, it seems like. It seems like it could be like a, just a turtle that has lived for hundreds of years. Yeah. And I mean, that's, and that's why I put it at the end after but all. You know what they say? smaller the like circumference of where you're in the Mm -hmm. bigger that they're gonna grow so even though it may be deep if it's Mm -hmm. not wide now interestingly enough like i was kind of doing research on turtles in general Mm -hmm. and they don't really like live around lakes per se they're more down streams ponds like smaller bodies of water so i don't know i thought it was an interesting story No, i think it is too because i mean you know big fish tiny pond mm-hmm. it's kind of that whole thing something could become monstrous yeah in a tiny in a tiny inhabitant could you imagine though that'd like, be insane what, what would you do if you saw a turtle the size of a volkswagen beetle i would probably shit myself <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm not a big i mean that ain't no ninja turtle <laughs> no no i mean in like I was kind of like trying to imagine like how big the head was, and I do feel like it's more of like a tall tail. Yeah, and one, one um, of the it's things one of those, I've seen a fish this big. Yeah. yeah, like you know, like you know, um, Captain was it Captain Ahab and Moby Dick? Yeah, like, I mean that that's kind of what it feels like it to feels me. Feels like it's a, it's, a, it's a whale of a tail. Yeah, but I also was kind of fi- trying to figure out how big would that job be if if it. If it, it was the size of a Volkswagen v- Beetle. swallow a swimmer whole, it would have to be monstrous. Yeah. It would have to be the size of the, of the dragon turtle from the first episode. Yes. It would have to be. And There's I just, no way. And I just had to include that because in, of in, the dragon turtle. I mean, in the there's no... I mean, that would be insane. The turtle would be bigger than the lake. Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, 34 feet. 34 it, feet. Mm, but mm. here's the thing, like... I mean, unless it's like a really like murky 34 feet, yeah. I mean, it's going to, you're going to see it. But, I mean, tur- not all turtles stay in water. They come on land. Turtles, yeah. So, I mean, it could. But still, that's just, that's, that's, that's a, a monstrous huge, turtle. That's a huge, you could ride that. Yeah. You could ride that turtle. Tame it. Like, I mean. Speak with animals. <laughs> you would take forever to get somewhere, but I mean, you could ride it. It's not about, it's about the journey. (laughs) 
my next one's a little um a little more into it. Uh this one's is called the Melon Heads of Connecticut. Wait, I'm sorry, Melon Heads? The Melon Heads of Connecticut. Okay, just had to make sure I heard yes, that right. The Melon Heads. Stories of these humanoid creatures stretch back to colonial times as they were said to be a family of accused witches banished to the woods where they survived and inbred. Through centuries of inbreeding, they became melon heads. They have been described as a small-bodied humanoid with overly large deformed head, said to live on small woodland creatures and the flesh of lost hikers and runaways that stray into their land. Many of these modern stories of the melon heads started after World War II. One modern sighting of the melon heads comes from the 80s, where a group of high school girls decided to go looking for them in the woods of Fairfield, Connecticut. They traveled to the edge of the woods, got out, and walked only a few hundred steps. I'm sorry, uh, a few hundred steps before they heard the slamming of car doors and the engine turning on. A car then slowly passed them, and the girls claimed they could see small, frail figures with large heads and tattered clothing with orange glowing eyes pass them by. Or could these be considered aliens, strange inbred backwood cannibals, or cryptids? The only thing I could think of while you're telling that story is Pumpkinhead. Yes, or Four Cobalts in a Jacket. <laughs> four Cobalts in a Jacket. That's what it was. Um, so there was more than what I put down. There was considerably more sightings and more into this. The, 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 sorry, they've been going back since before colonial times. So all jokes about Pumpkinhead aside... Right. It almost sounds to me more like the fair folk. Yes. Like, so, like, when you were just talking about it originally, you know, the witches that became inbred, blah, blah, blah. Right, like, right. okay, that yeah, was one whatever. Of the first stories that I um, Nice, tall tale, whatever. Right. But, like, it almost sounded more like fairies than... Than a cryptid. That's a why cryptid. I was like, are they aliens? Are they actually crazy cannibal backwoods people or are they actually cryptids i mean there are backwoods so people. there are so many different descriptions of this particular this particular cryptid mm -hmm. that you don't know which one is true well it almost okay so there is a card in magic the gathering it's a it's a fairy card i have it in my my uh alayla deck and it's skewering an eye, and it has, like, that large, bulbous head and that yes. really tiny body. I cannot, for the life of me, think of the name of that card, but that's what it reminds me of. I mean, there was a whole nother story or another sighting or a theory that said that they could be escaped uh, mental patients as well now living in the woods of Connecticut. So there's, like... There are 10 more stories that went into this that I didn't even put down. That I well, heard. yeah. So the different stories vary depending on the person. And they said it didn't come. They really didn't start until World War II. Okay. Interesting. Most of the main sightings didn't start until World War, after World War II. Hmm. But the legend's been around for much but longer. But the legend has been around for much longer. Okay. Well, I mean... I mean, there have been many, many sightings, and it's always on, like, backwoods roads. It's always in, like, trails in the woods. But that's, that's like, every cryptid ever. That's every cryptid ever. 
this is one of the only ones that has said that they eat people. Hmm. I haven't I haven't seen anything else of many other cryptids that have said, well, they also feast on the flesh of people. They feast on the flesh of virgins. It was the 80s. It was the 80s. <laughs> Again, the setting for a really bad horror movie. I don't understand a group of high school girls who decided to go and search out creepy cannibals. I mean, I just see, oh my god, Heather, let's go look for these. Oh, you're scared. No, you're scared. And then, scared. like, the car just creeps by. Like, I, I can just see that and, like... Like, you don't see anyone, then you just see, like, this random head pop up with the glowing eyes. Exactly. That's what I thought, too. They sound like aliens. They sound like aliens. That's why I put aliens, question mark. Yep. All right. So let's go a little bit further north to Michigan. Okay. So the Dog Man of Michigan. I've heard of this one. You've heard of this one. First sightings of a werewolf-like creature was reported in several locations near the northwestern part of the peninsula. In the year 1838, near Paris, Michigan, a man named Robert Forney was attacked by five wild dogs, one of which, he claimed, walked on two legs. In 1961, a patrolling night watchman was making his rounds, rounds near a manufacturing plant in Big Rapids, Michigan, when he caught the sight of a peculiar-looking figure with dog-like features. Instead of pulling his gun, he remembered he had a camera on him and took a picture. The picture looked like that of a werewolf. At present, the picture cannot be uh, verified as authentic. Uh, most notably, the creature is mentioned in a song known as The Legend attributed to Bob Farley, released in 1961. Steve Cook, a disc jockey um, at WT, WTCFM, that's a mouthful, um, played the song. After which, he, after the song aired, he began receiving different reports of people citing the creature. More than 100, he claimed. Now, question. We both believe in things like monsters and vampires and things like that. Do you believe that the creature, once the song was written, actually was Farney? Could he possibly... Oh, could Farney have been bitten and then turned into a were-creature? Yes. Huh, I never thought about that, but and it's then possible. he heard the song, which triggered him to change. I mean, I really, I don't could know. Could Farney be the actual dog man? Well, Farney said he was attacked by a dog walking on two legs. So... Which makes sense about him there being a song, and then all of a sudden there being a... a eyewitness 100 eyewitness accounts well remember how i mentioned this has a twist to it mm -hmm. so later it was revealed that steve cook himself actually recorded the song and released it as an april fool's joke <laughs> um in 1997 after a dog-like animal broke into uh, a house in luther michigan there was another uh, verse added and the song was later re-recorded in 2007 so Steve Cook, that's the actual disc jockey. Steve Cook was the disc jockey at uh, WTCFM, and I think that's hilarious that he released a song he attributed to Bob Farley. That's great. Um, but still, the sightings. Yeah, the sightings. Related pe people, to the song. people, you know, started coming forward. Like he did it as a joke, but then he's like, "Oh, wow. oh crap! There, there's, there's like actual really? things." Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I do I believe that? Yeah, this is a thing, but I also believe in werewolves and uh, things like that. So... I, I really don't know where I stand on were creatures. Now I do know of lycanthropy. Yes, lycanthropy. Um, mm-hmm. so that's definitely a thing. And actually, the wolf face boy and all that stuff. Well, there, yeah. there's that. I mean, you have that, and then you also have like, for example, um, I believe it's called hyperplasia, where um, your body you know grows really yes. is really really hairy, mm-hmm. because there's a couple people throughout history. Um, actually, hold on. Let me look that up. I think I know what you're talking about. I think it's hyperplasia. Mm -hmm. No, that's not it. Um, hypertrichosis, Hmm. also known as werewolf syndrome. Also known as puberty. (laughs) Well, (laughs) for some of us, yes. Okay, so it's not hyperplasia. Um, that, that actually, it is a thing, but that's more of like growth, uh, growth, cancerous growth. Yes. Um, so my bad with that. Um, hypertrichosis is mm-hmm. the name of the disease um sorry. also known as werewolf syndrome mm-hmm. so there's a couple people throughout history very notably had this yeah. so you know we kind of talked about earlier with um the coal hollow road monster and yes. also this so do you think it could be hypertrichosis yeah, absolutely i mean there could be times where a human could have a disease gets ostracized out of society because of it and then just becomes feral so now in this particular instance since it is more of a werewolf-like creature do you think that raised by wolves well not necessarily raised by wolves do you think that it could actually be a were creature or do you think it's more of like an outcast type thing maybe a little bit of column a a little bit of column B. okay maybe it is a were creature and it was ostracized for that and then the only thing they could do was live with its own kind so it got i could ad- see that adopted by the pack or there's a pack of werewolves running around in northern michigan that's a very likely thing as well i'm gonna go with that one i'm gonna go with that one as well <laughs> my next one is champ new york my home state first sighting 1819 okay this lake monster was first sighted by a Captain Crumb of the ship, I am not going to try to pronounce that correctly, Bolawagba Bay in 1819. He stated that he saw a dark figure that stretched 187 feet long. Once he was able to get a better look, it is said that it had a seahorse-shaped head, three long front teeth, and a white star shape on its forehead. Many in modern times think that this could be the same boat-sinking, camera-blurring creature that patrols the water shake, uh, Lake Champlain to this day. It, is it possible that this could be the U.S. cousin to the Nessie, or possibly maybe a Pokemon? I vote Pokemon. I vote Pokemon, too. I say legendary creature. Legendary creature. The picture... Looks exactly, it should be on a Pokemon card. Does it look like Lapras? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, with with three long green teeth and a white star on its head. Three teeth? Like three in the front of its mouth. There are three long green teeth. So, like a Nosferatu version of Nessie? Like a Nosferatu version of Nessie. It looks very much like Nessie, but in Champagne Lake. Okay. Champlain Lake, excuse me. Is it actually pronounced Champlain? C-H-A-P-L-A-I-N. Champlain. Oh, so Champlain. I just thought you mispronounced Champagne. No, Champ. because there's... Yeah, no. Champlain. Oh. 
I guess champ, that makes sense. That's what I call the champ. Oh, okay. That is, not, there are like four other different seawater cryptids in New York. That is the one that I picked. Yeah. I could have gone with four other ones. Well, ironically, I have one very similar to this. Really? Yes. Dueling sea monsters. Dueling sea monsters. Um, the Bear Lake Monster. Grr. And literally, I put, move over, Nessie. <laughs> uh, Bear Lake is located on the Idaho-Utah border and is often referred to as the Caribbean of the Rockies due to its beautiful turquoise waters. But this area wasn't always hospitable to tourists. On July 31st, 1868, the Desert News ran an article by Joseph C. Rich where he claimed that natives had a strange tradition concerning the serpent in the lake. Rich claimed that the creature carried off some of their people many years ago, so they would not swim nor bathe in the waters. The article released in the Desert News later reported that many, quote, settlers also claimed to see strange movements in the waters or even claimed, claimed seeing the creature's head. Many claim that the creature is a very large head similar to that of an alligator. It, is, it has short front legs, though no reports have ever seen the back end of the creature, though shadows in the water indicate an extremely long tail like that of a serpent. It is claimed that it is slow on land, but quite fast in the water. Reports claim that it can travel upwards of 60 miles per hour in the water. Modern, sci modern, bleh, modern sightings claim that it looks like a mosasaur, with the most recent sighting being in 2002 by a local businessman. Huh. So do we feel that maybe it is like Cousin to Ness? So... Oops, sorry about the chair. Um, I saw, like, this is very much like uh, Nessie, mm -hmm. um, where there's a lot of tourism based around this. Yes. So, like, I'll actually say the last sighting, like, being in 2002 by a business owner, kind Makes of... Makes it kind uh, of like, oh, I definitely saw it. Yeah. Come to my property. Yeah, kind of. Um, though, I mean, it's, first of all, there are very few places that I'm like, I need to go here. That's really that is the images from this lake are absolutely stunning. Really? Yeah. So, so that, that there is a cryptid there makes it even more interesting. Yes, it does. Um, I think it's interesting. Well, one of the f funny things about this particular one is it says it's really slow on land, but there are no records of short legs you said right the yeah so maybe that's the reason well but there's no records of anybody seeing the back half of it weird. that's the thing that i thought was really weird because in several uh instances when was the it, first sighting um 18 well the first recorded sign was 18 what i say 30 something okay. 1860 something i was about to say because if it was 1868 a modern sighting i was like oh it's that businessman Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. Uh, I would that, totally... It's that, that businessman, and he's just putting on a costume. Um, now, if it was a modern sighting, I would definitely... But uh, in the 1800s, no, then it's definitely yeah. a, a, a giant, like, basilisk-type kind of yeah. snake creature, or a large lizard of mm -hmm. some sort. Well, a lot of... aquatic lizard. So, a lot of the um, descriptions and, like, taglines for mm -hmm. this... Is the monster crocodile of um, Bear Lake? 
crocodiles. Bear Lake, excuse me. Crocodiles and alligators are generally pretty quick on land, too. Yeah, except uh, running zigzags. Yeah, running zigzags. Um, so I thought it was really interesting, especially that they specifically stated Mosasaur. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I mean, it does have like a crocodile's head and like this long, like, fin like tail. Ooh. It was kind so, of an interesting. Which makes it very yeah. good in the water. One of the. The only way I can describe this is cutest things I saw was there was a, sto- a children's story writer, uh-huh. and he did a story, and it had an illustration of the monster in Bear Lake, and when you flip the image over, it had Loch Ness. So huh. the story basically said it's the same creature that travels through the center of the earth and is in both places. I can see that. I thought that was one of the cutest things that I'd ever would seen. make a lot of sense, to be honest. I mean, I've heard stranger theories. Yeah. Well, you've heard about the inner ocean, haven't you? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that could make a lot of sense that why they don't see it. It vacations in the states it vacations in the states there we go and then it only comes during the summer at loch ness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there we go solved it so i don't know it's kind of interesting as i said this is one of the few places that i'm like oh i really like to see it this is in this is in um uh utah colorado border colorado i mean big sky so it's gotta be idaho excuse me midwest idaho 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 of course I am. Yeah, I was going to say, I I walked <laughs> into this one. Um, so, I don't know why I said Colorado, but... Um, yeah, right. I mean, there's yeah. probably, I mean, yeah. one there, too. I mean, there's I'm sure there. there's, yeah. I'm sure there's a sea monster. There is a sea, there is a lake monster or In river monster state. everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. So, here is the question when it comes to that. Even though we love big monstrous creatures, do you think there's actually a creature or... Or do you think it's more of an allegory for the dangers of the water? I think it's an allegory for the dangers of the mm-hmm. water. Except for that weird snake thing down in South America. That nope, thing's real. Nope, that's real. Um, nope, 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 nope. I'm not going anywhere. No. I, I saw I saw that thing. There no. is a hell no for me. No, I'm not down with any of that. Mm-mm. Not when a cat can basically... <laughs> take me out nope all right well that wraps it up for this week uh what do you guys think do you think a lot of these are actual cryptids do you think they're just urban legends or weird scripts for unproduced horror movies i mean leave your comments uh over at oh midnight roll on twitter and also don't forget to check out the order of the midnight roller website where he posts different articles similar to this this week's episode it was possible by the continuous support of the Cryptid Humane Society, keeping cryptids safe since 1666. Ta-ta! Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OMidnightRoll. Also, feel free to like, rate, and review us wherever podcasts are located. Until next time, good morning and memento mori.